0: As we come to the end of every week, I sometimes look back on all the events and the developments that we've talked about on this program and in society and all the hot air and all the unrest and all the disagreements and all the agreements and I sometimes wonder, what just happened? What really happened, if anything at all? Like this week. So we now have gun laws to get the really bad guns off our streets. The funny thing is that the really bad guns have never really been on the streets. Those illegal guns in the illegal hands who want to use those guns illegally have always been hidden. And somehow I can't see how a few new laws asking you to dob your own guns in is going to stop what happened on the 15th of March happening again. This will be a cull of guns from those people who already wanted to cull their guns. And it's going to cost an awful lot of money. But it does send a good signal. But the number of bad guns, I guess, won't increase. But they're not going to disappear either. And by the way, I couldn't believe this. The police would like you to know that if you're a bad guy with a bad gun, could you just tie ho for a while uh, before you hand yourself in because they're not quite ready to deal with you. Awesome, thank you, be back with you later. It was like all the climate change measures as well. So this week, Greenpeace released the latest New Zealand emission figures, which showed that despite all our good intentions and conversations and debates over the last 20 or 30 years, the emissions still go up. In the last measured year, over 2%. Since 1990, they're up 23%. So you could say that all the things like the emission trading schemes and the education programs and Al Gore and all the incentive schemes for EVs and solar powers and what have you have all failed. All that money, all that effort. But then again, maybe without them, things could be worse. Then there was Brexit this week. The horror this week extended to Halloween. On the 23rd of June 2016, 51.9% of Britons voted to leave the EU. Nearly three years later, after billions of pounds, trillions of words, debates and articles, and zillions of hours of negotiation, absolutely nothing at all has changed from the 23rd of June 2016. Other than the reputation of the Brits, which has been shattered, And also, nobody is buying British shares in the British companies, even though they're already at rock-bottom prices because no one has confidence in the place anymore. So much fire and brimstone and shock and awe in the world, and yet nothing really happens. Maybe we can sheet this home to the internet, which has enabled so much information and misinformation to be spread to so many, it's enabled all the sides a chance to put their case. It's harder than ever to pull the wool over our eyes. We have become analysis paralysis (laughs) as he makes up a word. Thankfully, we have become paralyzed in a relatively stable and safe place. So you know what? I know that sounds all very cynical. Uh, It was really great last night to go to the opening of the Mandela exhibition at Eden Park and know that Mandela made something happen and Mandela made something change, which is something we don't see these days so much. For me, the highlight was seeing a fellow called Bob Burgess speak. Now, in the early 70s, Bob was a hairy, hippie, all-black first five who played 30 games for the ABs and seven tests. My dad and I, and I remember this, used to love him because he was so hairy. Little guy, wiry guy, hairy guy. Loved his work. And dad, who worked at IBM, said Bob reminded him of all the newfangled guys called computer programmers he was working with. The hippie guys. You know, when Bob started flying down the field with his hair trailing behind him, he looked great. But here's the thing about Bob Burgess. He was a man of values. In 1970, right at the start of his all-black career, he refused nomination for the all-black trials because they were planning a tour of South Africa. And he hated that country's apartheid regime so much so that he, he just pulled himself out of the trials. said, nah. No way. If you guys are even thinking about this, I don't want to be involved with you. Values. In 1981, he actively campaigned against the 1981 South African tour of uh, New Zealand. Bob took a personal hit for something he believed in. He's now aged 70. He looks as fit as a buck rat. The hair is all silver. He's cut it short. But he's still got a lovely silver facial hair, beard thing. And when he spoke last night, you heard knowledge? Knowledge? You heard determination, you heard belief, and he blew the room away. And it was really refreshing to hear in these wishy-washy days. The Hour.